Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Bless you, Brother Tawayad, Brother Hashiag, all my brothers that are out there listening, and all the audience that is listening. A shalom to all my brothers and sisters out there. Right, shalom. Give it all praise, brother. Yeah, we got uh, we got the brother with us because the topic we're going in today concerning uh, the killing that's going on out there, uh, continuing from last week. The angle we coming this week is we want to hit the gangs and. Uh, the brother Cam used to be part of one of the gangs, uh, one of one of the biggest gangs uh, known uh, in known in the country. So he's going to bring out some of his input and his experience on certain things that took place. And um, we're going to go through the scriptures and take a look at this and see uh, what our people need to do to uh, to make a change and get out of this lifestyle. That's um. It's basically genocide, where brothers are killing one another, like like it ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, another thing too, uh, Cam, I want you to uh, I want you to um, tell the people out here the name of your name of the show you and the brother do, and the day you do it, and the time you do it. Oh, absolutely, my brother, absolutely. Um, we have a Spanish show for the Spanish-speaking audience uh, every Saturday at 11:30 in the morning till 12 o'clock. Uh, in due time, with the grace of the Most High, the show will expand, and um, we uh, should be uh, working on that uh, sometime before the year is over. But for anybody out there who has uh, Spanish-speaking friends, if you want them, uh, if you want to tell them, uh, they can listen into the show on Saturdays at 11:30 in the morning. They can call the telephone number at one three four seven nine nine four. 3788, and the show is in Spanish. Also, um, they can log on to blocktalkradio.com uh, uh, slash ICDC. ICDC. All, all praises, brother. Can you hear us? Is a little bit of feedback over here? Hey, Cam, can you hear us? I hear you, brothers, crystal clear with no okay, harm, no nothing. Sure. Everybody, everybody's coming in beautifully. Okay, cool. It sounded like it was a little feedback for a minute. So anyway, we're gonna we're probably gonna jump right into it. Um, today's topic is dealing with murder, dealing with the gangs, 
um, out here in the world today, um, you know, which is very, very sad in our community, um, you know, for our children that, that are coming up in this world today, all they see is nothing but crime, um, you know, on, a, on an all-time high right now. If you introduced to all these different gangs, the Latin Kings, the Bloods, the Crips, et cetera, et cetera, and a lot of them are being, you know, um, drafted in or, you know, adopted in some way, either through their family, uncles, fathers, mothers, whatever, you know, best friends, cousins, just the neighborhood itself being born into it um, and respecting those that are involved in it. And that's what they look up and, you know, look up to. And that becomes their idol. That becomes their God. And Lord's will would be able to bring these scriptures out. And, you know, we see the rest of the world out here. They're always screaming for help. They're trying to cry out for help. And these so-called leaders of this world call themselves, you know, Christians and followers of God. But yet they are not coming with the answers of the of the word of God to uh, correct these issues. So Lord's will will correct these issues through the Holy Spirit, the Most High God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Um, with that, we're going to start off. It's like a little recap on uh, last week. We we put out um, Ezekiel chapter 22. I want to start with that first. <clears throat> so the, the book of Ezekiel chapter 22. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 22, read verse 1. Ezekiel 22 and 1. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Now thou, son of man, without judge, without judge the bloody city, yea, thou shalt show her all her abominations. Well, just like right now, is the most high going to judge the bloody city? And we're looking at that as, as the world, you know, as a whole. Is he going to judge this bloody city? Of course we know he's going to judge it. Yeah, most definitely. But a lot of people don't believe that the works of wickedness out here with them gang banging and and killing people that there is going to be no no judge that they're like someone's not going to be sentenced for the crimes that they're committing on this earth. Some people don't believe in God, you know. So read on. Verse three. Then say thou, thus said the Lord God, the city shed blood in the midst of it, and her time may come. And make it idols against herself to defile herself. Yeah, because her time is going to come. And at the time and the time of Israel, when we dwelt in our own land, a lot of people really look at this world today and think that gang banging just started now, brother. Gang banging been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. People's been rebellious since the beginning of time, setting up their own groups, their own sets. Little posses. Mm-hmm. And committing crimes that that benefit them, regardless if it's money or position. Or whatever the case may be. But even if we look at it according to the Bible, when you look at it according to righteousness, even the Most High God sent who? Jesus Christ, the disciples, to teach his word. And there were those that were opposite of the word of God was a whole different clique, a whole different set that went against the Most High God and was killing off the what? The true righteousness of God. They were killing off the disciples. They killed off his son Jesus Christ for crying out loud. You see, so they set up their own little groups or gangs or posse for their benefit. But reverse, uh, reverse three one more time. One more time. Then say thou, 
Thus said the Lord God, the city shed blood in the midst of it, that her time may come, mm-hmm. and make it idols against herself, to defile herself. Really? Thou art become guilty in thy blood that thou hast shed, and hast defiled thyself in thy idols which thou hast made. And thou hast caused thy days to draw near, and are come even unto thy, thy years. Therefore have I made thee a reproach unto the heathens and a mocking to all countries. Yeah, so according to the word of the Most High God, he's coming to Ezekiel, and he's telling them what was going to befall them. He, uh, he, he's, he's already prophesying what's going to take place, right? Mm-hmm. So even now, we understand the word of God. When he comes back for judgment, he's going to judge this bloody city the same way. Just like he destroyed Israel out of their land because of the blood that they shed already. Yeah. He, he removed them out of that land. There's two things I like to look at, too, on that verse, man. When mm-hmm. you look at um, how it talks about the idols they have to follow, it's like idol worshiping and sin go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these different, a lot of people that go into these different philosophies and not dealing with the true knowledge of God and Christ, which is the knowledge of repentance, they go into these philosophies because they're able to continue whatever wickedness they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So you look at idolatry, a lot of these philosophies, like a lot of these guys may be Roman Catholics, mm-hmm. and they believe that they can kill and kill and kill and steal and then go to the, go to a, a Roman Catholic priest and confess their sins, and they're straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's really their, their, their way of thinking. And and they, they're not looking at that, look, if I really deal with the true understanding of Christ, i got to stop these things. And I had to repent, and I had to love my brothers. You know what I'm saying? I have to walk a different walk. And then, then you also look at where the scripture said, "And I made thee a reproach unto the unto the heathens, That's and right. mocking to all countries." Mm-hmm. Because even now, when you look at the, these different cities, like uh, with high levels of crime and gang activities, where they're killing one another, it's, it's mostly our people that's doing this. And the other nations are looking at us, and we're a reproach to them. You know, they don't want to be around us. They don't want to be in our neighborhoods. They don't want to be, they don't want us to move in their neighborhoods. And can you blame them? No. <laughs> you can't blame them. You know, for crying out loud, some of us that don't even want to be in our own neighborhoods. Exactly. We don't want to be around them. Yeah. And that's because we put aside the words of the Most High. Because when you look at the words of the Most High, the commandments of the Lord was for us to love one another. That's what the commandments are all about. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the true meaning of the commandments of the Most High. Is us loving one another and dealing with each other uprightly, but yet they don't want to deal with that. They want to put that to a side. I just want to lay that foundation first. We, I'm, I'm going to stick with this chapter. We're going to go back into a couple of things. Okay. But I want to play uh, our first clip first. I want to play that clip. Okay, now we're going to continue reading a little more. It's up to you, but unless you want to bring out something. I want to play the clip so then, you know, me, you, and Cam could expound on it. This clip kind of got uh, a little jammed up, so I, I uh, went up a, a few seconds, so it's not starting from the beginning of the clip. So uh, bear with me. Nation with the fervor of religion. Thank you. 
Yankees are on the street and 5,000 strong. A number that surprises even some cops. It keeps people from wildfire, and quite frankly, we won't. The gang calls itself the nation and has adopted the battle cry a more delay. It's this dual promise, the love of a family, and the loyalty of an army that is so seductive for many in New York's poorest neighborhoods. These current day Latin kings agree to speak with us about life inside one of the most violent gangs in America. They give us a rare glimpse into the nation. They openly taunt rival gangs, but they ask that their faces be concealed, mainly to protect them from their own. Their fear is real. As with most gangs, they will be hunted down and killed for breaking their code of silence. But the threat of death doesn't deter these gangbangers. They openly talk about the nation with the fervor of religion. Yeah, I don't believe in God. God ain't f***ing God. When I think about my kids and my nation, I don't believe in God. The God ain't helping me, so I come to my nation to help me. You know, my, my nation is like a God to me, you know? That's why I follow by this nation. That kind of loyalty comes. So, uh, you heard that clip that this individual said he doesn't believe in God. God ain't nothing to him. And uh, the beginning of it was they was talking about how the Latin King nation spread like wild. Uh, hopefully, you guys were able to hear the clip. I know it was a little low. A little... Sound like you're having problems over there. No, I, I'm here. I, yeah, the, there's some type of problem coming down from your way where uh, I'm losing your transmission. But did you hear the clip at all? I heard the clip totally. I, after the clip, I lost a little bit when you were uh, when you were talking. Was it kind of clear for you to understand? Okay. Kim, are you still there? I'm still here, my brother. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the clip clear enough to understand what was being said? Uh, it's it's audible and uh, it could have been a little louder though. All right. Well, we want to we want to ask you first um, your comments on some of the things you heard on that clip. All right. I'm gonna make one comment, and that one comment is on that comment that that uh, so-called brother made that he doesn't believe in God. Well, everybody who came into the nation as a Latin king took a note. And they took their oath to the Almighty Father, King of Kings, who is the Most High. Now, we know that it doesn't matter if you took an oath under the Latin Kings or if you take an oath under any other group who believes in the Most High. I mean, they're not serving the Most High. All they're serving is just wickedness. So that person, that so-called brother who made that comment, contradicted himself as a king. Oh, okay, because he said he doesn't believe in God. And uh, his God was the streets. His God was the the, the, the nation. Latin king nation was his God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And um, you know, he's like I said, he contradicted himself because um, 
he took the same oath that I took to become a king. And the oath that I took at that time while I was a participant of the nation was uh, to the Almighty Father, King of Kings. I know when I heard that comment, it kind of struck me as a surprise too. Was uh, like like uh, I have said many times, I worked in prisons in the prison system before, and I worked in gang in the areas uh, in the gang facility where they sent all the gang members. And one thing I used to notice all the time when Latin kings uh, would sit down and, and eat and things, they always used they all used to pray to, they used to pray together, and they used to put their hands in the Latin king's uh, uh, symbol. That they make the sign, the hand sign they make. They used to take both hands and put it together, and they used to pray together. And uh, to my knowledge, most of them were into Roman Catholicism. Yeah, well, I'm gonna as as, as experience, I'm gonna let you know that over 95 percent of all the members that were within the Latin Kings are of uh, Catholic uh, descendants. Oh, okay. Catholic belief. They they follow uh, Catholicism. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because a lot of uh, a lot of uh, that um, Spaniard conquered islands are into Roman Catholicism. Even even the ones in the West Indies, like uh, my people are originally from Haiti, and a lot of people in Haiti are mostly uh, Roman Catholics. As a matter of fact, the ones that do voodoo, most of the ones that do voodoo, as, to my knowledge, all of them that do voodoo are Roman Catholics. Absolutely, it is what it is. And I know, the, I know there's a black magic that they deal with in, in, in uh, Puerto Rico, that uh, Santa Marie, whatever they call that. That's a branch of Roman Catholicism, isn't it? Not to get off the topic. Hey, I hear you, bro. You over there by the train station, huh? Yeah, I, unfortunately, uh, this is what I live with uh 24-7, 365 of every day of my life, a train right in front of my window, <laughs> going back and forth. All right. Well, brother, we're going to pull out um, a couple of scriptures unless you want to pull out. You want have anything to say if you want to pull out anything now or if you want to wait. It's up to you. You know, I, um, yeah, you know, um, I just wanted to mention something because um, when I had mentioned previously, um, I'm going to hold it off. So uh, you bring me into the topic of, um, you know, how I came about and so and so, and then I'll bring out those scriptures. I, I'm going to hold off. Okay, then. You want to pull out? Because uh, I want to. Before well, I bring them in, I'm going to play one more clip. Okay. Okay, okay. No, we'll play one more clip. Go ahead. All right, we're going to play one more quick clip, brother, and we're going to bring you in. Yeah, just give us a minute. We uh, we we're going through the clip now to find the clip. It's a familiar story, one that this 33-year-old high-ranking gangbanger knows well. King Louis joined the Latin Kings at the age of 10. In this exclusive interview, he explains why he became a member. I grew up in an environment where a dad had kind of put them as a role model. And seeing them in the streets all the time, doing all the signs, and getting money and girls and this and that, that was something that I really wanted to, to get involved with. King Lou figured out quickly that the more violent he became, the more power he gained within Malaysia. Before long, violence became second nature. 
you actually start getting used to it, used to block planning actually, block planning out, you know, block forth and so on, and be part of the gang that we can keep, keep throughout, nothing more block. Eventually, the blood spill would be that of his own family. In the early 90s, the Latin kings were at war with their rival, the blood, over territory in the Bronx. King Ruth, then a high-ranking leader, saw rest. Literally, every time he saw someone wearing the crimson color of the blood. I hope that every person that I see with a red on That hatred was mutual. In the fall of 1994, King Lee was holding his two-year-old son on the streets when a suspicious vehicle pulled up. The windows rolled down and members of the blood opened fire. King Lee survived. His son did not. My son got shot three times in the head. And that was my first, first child. But it would turn out that rival gang members weren't the only ones who wanted King Lee dead. One day, Lee was driving through the Bronx when he noticed three vehicles close behind. When he came to a stoplight, the car surrounded him. Initially, he was relieved to see they were wearing the black and gold colors of the Latin Kings, his brothers. They got out to greet them and instead of getting a salute, they got me a little razor and stabbed me in my heart, almost dying because they wanted me dead. The attack was an attempted coup. King Lu held the third highest position in the nation, and some ambitious members wanted him out of the way. Because they feel that, you know, you're worth so much. You know so much, but we might as well just take him out and take his cookies. So it is. King Lu learned an important lesson of gang life. things he said I, I'd like you to comment on. One of them was um, you said he came in when he was 10 years old because he was impressed by the gang life and, and the things that he saw. You know, I guess uh, uh, the money they were making, the, the, the fellowship that they had with one another. Um, is that the, is that a like experience you had, the reason why you came in? Well, I'm going to tell you here straight from the get-go. Uh, being a former member and uh, having came up with the Latin Kings at a young age, that in my lifetime, since um, I was involved with that uh, activity, I never saw anybody uh, uh, of the age of either 10, 11, 12, or 13 come into the gang. Mm. Never seen it in all the years that I've, I've been involved with it. Never. And I've been all over. I've been through the Bronx. I've been to the meetings in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, all over the place. Never saw anybody of that age in a circle. What time they usually let them in on that group, that group in particular? Okay, there is an age limit, and the modern age limit now is 16 years old. Oh, wow. And that's been since the 80s. You had to be at least... 16, and even when you were 16, you weren't allowed to become a full-fledged Latin King member. You had to be 18 and better to become a full Latin King. Uh, you were allowed to become what in modern times they call the Pee Wee King, but back in my times, what we we were called were Young Kings. Yeah, one of the tapes did mention of a Pee Wee, the Pee Wee Kings. 
Yeah, that was the modern title that came into effect uh, during the 80s uh, un until the present. But uh, back in my days, when I came up in the early 70s, actually in 1970, uh, when we formed up here in Manhattan on the west side of 135th Street, we were, we were given permission to start the younger group known as the Young Kings because at that time, uh, when that uh, second coming of Kings was formed here on the west side, uh, it was formed already by uh, older teenagers who were 18 and over. So their rule was that you had to be 18 years of age or older to become a Latin king. So right now, the age, in other words, the age, I guess it's speeding up now to where they're coming in younger then. Uh, I wouldn't say that because I never saw it. And um, I've only been away from the activity now for the last four years since I repented from that wickedness and um, I, I came in to serve the Lord and the scriptures. I've never saw anybody under the age of 16 in a circle. It was always 16 who were the peewees from 16 to 18 and then the 18 and over for the Latin Kings because you were considered a man at 18 already. Do you, um, do you want the floor now? Pull out a couple of scriptures and Bring out a couple of things now. Um, that's that's why we played that clip to kind of like because the clip was kind of going into some of the things that uh, this guy was saying when he came in and when he got. Well, did it also say something about him getting initiated in, or just said when he came in? Well, he just was speaking about what made him join. That's why I was asking oh, okay. what caused you to join. What? Okay, I, I'm going to take it back some because um, you see uh, a lot of the a, a lot of the history. That's being covered by uh, that's been covered by uh, the media and by documentaries. Um, only takes the Latin Kings back in New York to 1986. Um, I, I for myself, as experienced and many other people out here where I live, who are now uh, former Latin Kings, um, these people started the, sep the the first coming of the Latin Kings in New York here on the west side of Manhattan was actually back in the 1950s. I never met anybody who belonged to that first so-called uh, inception of Latin Kings from the 1950s, but I did meet a gentleman who's very well known, and um, they did a play on them on Broadway called The Cape Man. Now, the person who I spoke to back in the days who was a, a very dear friend of mine was known as The Umbrella Man. And uh, I don't want to mention his real name, but he's known as the Umbrella Man. And they were the two youngest people who were going to die on the electric chair at that time. He, I asked him a question. If he, during, back in the early 50s, knew anything about Latin Kings, and he told me that there was a group back in the 1950s over here on the west side of Manhattan known as the Latin Kings. So I'm going to take it back to when I first came in, um, which was in 1970. Uh, my first fascination with the gang was back in 1968 when I was in the seventh grade. Uh, I used to walk through the neighborhood to go to school, and every day I would see uh, Latin kings with their black and gold jackets, royal aces with, the, with their sweaters, and the saints, which was the third gang here in, um, in Manhattan at that time. Um, I was too young to be involved in the gang, but I was fascinated by the colors and the name of the Latin Kings. Um, I had waited till like I was about 14 years old in 1970 
Uh, we approached the so-called leader of the Latin Kings at that time and their vice president. And we asked permission if we, if we could open up a younger chapter of Latin Kings, and they granted us that permission. But they said that we could not use the name Latin Kings. They told us that they would give us the permission to start the Young Kings. So in 1970, uh, me and a couple of other people here in the neighborhood, we started up the Young Kings. Um, I had to wait four years before I was allowed to become a Latin King. So by 1974... I already had three years as a young king in 1974, I accepted as a Latin king. Now, when I came in as a young king, I'm going to tell you that there was an initiation. And um, the initiation that I took was something known as the Apache line. And um, you had to either accept either the Apache line, the bush, or the wall. And the bush would consist of brothers hiding in, like, uh, Riverside Park where there's a lot of trees and bushes and rocks and stuff and it was set of flag and you try to get it. The Apache line was two lines with all the members formed and you had to walk that line five times. You'd get punched in the chest, back, and your legs and your arms. And you had to make it. If you fell, you got stomped out. That, that was the consequences for falling on the floor. Uh, the other one was what they call the wall where you had to receive five licks with a garrison belt from every member who was present for your initiation. Um, yes, sir. Huh? Uh, yes. Uh, you were going to ask me something? No, 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 no. But, but, but since you said that, I mean, I know we hear a lot of different things. I've seen it, matter of fact, on YouTube sites, too, where some people have to go out and harm an innocent, you know, just a random person. You know what I mean? Um, some people get initiated in that way also as far as uh, giving buck 50s to people and hurting people, slashing people. I've seen and heard things about that also. Yeah, basically, um, that's not a Latin King initiation. Okay. Basically, the ones that were doing that type of initiation, like in the early, uh, early uh, mid-90s, actually, from the mid-90s uh, to the present, is basically one group is known for that, and the group that is known for that is basically the Bloods. Yeah, that's They're the ones that go around cutting people in the faces as their initiation. Yeah, the Bloods, exactly. That's what I heard, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, basically after that, I mean, you know, um, what we used to do was like, go to war with rival gangs uh, within here in Manhattan, but especially within the Bronx. That was our, our biggest enemies were all the gangs from the Bronx that uh, used to try to come into Manhattan where they were coming with their colors, try to walk through the neighborhood. We used to jump them, take their colors, and hang them up as trophies. <laughs> and um, the same thing happened, um, you know, with uh, other gangs in Manhattan that uh, weren't with it, that weren't within these boundaries of the neighborhood where I live. Because really, like, if you really look at it, uh, there was only a, a treaty between three gangs in this neighborhood here. And these three gangs, which were the Latin Kings, the Royal Aces, and the Saints, were the ones that basically held Manhattan down from the Bronx. So it was like three really the three strongest gangs. They say that the gangs in the Bronx were the strongest. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I differ on that. But I can tell you that the, the Latin Kings and the Royal Aces, I mean, they were like, and the Saints, were they, they were like the top three gangs at that time during uh, the, the late 60s, like I told you, from 68 all the way into the mid-70s. What ended up happening afterwards was that um, 
the mid seventies, um, of course, the older Latin kings they faded out. Uh, they were already now going into their twenties with families and children and wives. So uh, what they basically did was, the majority of us, when uh, 1974 reached, they kind of like disbanded from the gang, and they passed the name down to us. And we continued into like the late 70s. In the late 70s, many of us also got married, had children, and we like uh, leaned back a little bit, and we went to what was called like a mummified stage, where we were taking care of our families and doing what we had to do, working. I'm not saying that for everybody, but for many of us, I'm speaking on on on, on many others' behalf. But um, you still had the others that were like now uh, independent kings, still running around. What ended up happening in 1986 was that. Um, the resurgence of the kings came around. And um, at that time, uh, kings uh, formed up in the prison systems. Then they came out into the streets again. And when they came back to the streets, I resumed my membership. Now, when I resumed my membership with the kings, there was no initiation. What you had to do was take an oath and be sworn in as a king. And you took your, your oath to the Almighty Father, King of Kings, who is, you know, in, in terms of the Most High. But, but as we know, and I want to bring out this one scripture. Yeah, okay, do that, brother. it's in the Book of James. If you allow me, my brother. Yeah. It'll be in James chapter five, and verse twelve. And it, and it reads, Above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay nay, lest you fall into condemnation. And this is the ignorance that, you know, unfortunately I fell into in 1986 where I took an oath. And, you know, it's going against the scriptures. This swearing and this oath, I, you know, it was something that I wasn't aware of, you know, not being familiar with the scriptures at the time and being in the world. And this is why I brought out that scripture, you know, there's no reason for us to swear, you know, on the most high, you know. But the thing is, the part that really gets me is that they swear to the most high, but yet they're dealing with violence. Absolutely, and that's always been part of the gang. Now, I'm not going to say that for everybody because there, uh, what what was really um, happening was that there was a set of uh, a group of people that were chosen to do dirty work, and then there was others that were chosen to do uh, commu community activist work, political work, and you know just being participating within the community. So not everybody was uh, involved because you got to remember, the, not everybody's meant to be a soldier. So you had your soldiers and you had people who were like community, you know, active like. And um, I had my share of it, you know, back in the days, in, in, in my glory days back in the 70s, you know, I had my share of being a soldier, being a gang leader at the time. You know, uh, being uh, at first the vice president of the Young Kings, then I became the president of the Young Kings. 
Then uh, after that, when they handed us down the throne, I was able to still hope maintain a vice presidency within the Latin Kings into the seven, into the late seventies. And then when uh, we disbanded, we disbanded. When I came back in during the nineties. Uh, about 1992, 93, I came back six years after uh, its, uh, its second inception from the prison system. I came back in as a regular brother, and um, I worked my way up through the ranks, you know. And um, I basically, you know, held uh, all, the, all the local crown, basically almost all the local crown positions. I also held what they call... Um, the prince of the borough, which at that time, the borough that I ran in totally was when you were given the position of prince, that means that borough where you're the prince, that borough is yours. And that borough back in the days um, for me was the borough of Brooklyn, which is was like one of the grimiest boroughs around. And um, that, you know, these titles such as prince, uh, prince crown, uh Inca, Cacique, these are all, you know, man-made titles. And um, I just want to pull out another scripture now that I mentioned um, the word prince, because we're not supposed to put our, our trust in man. We're not supposed to put our trust in anybody but the Most High. So um, I just want to bring out uh, another scripture, if uh, you allow me, my, bro- my brother, okay? Uh, you got? It'll be uh, the book of Psalms 146, and I'm going to read verse 3. Psalms 146, verse 3. I'll read it. And it says, Put not your trust in princes nor in the son of man, in whom there is no help. And that was the problem, that many of the members were putting their trust in these so-called princes, uh, supreme crowns, and putting their trust in man instead of putting their trust in the Lord, you know? So there is no benefit from putting your trust in a prince because there were other princes within other boroughs that made very bad decisions, and got a lot of brothers either killed or thrown in prison for their decisions, you know. And um, they have to live with that now. They got to answer to the Most High for that, you know. And um, I was, you know, blessed enough that I never had to make a foolish decision. Hey, know, Cam, a brother or a life, you know. So I hey, was Cam, blessed on that us? aspect. Hey, Cam, can you hear us? Hey, Cam, Cam. Yes, I. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're going to hit a couple of scriptures real quick. Absolutely. Uh, I like to hit Psalms and hit chapters. And the reason I want to hit the scriptures is because uh, to add on to what you were saying and to what the clip was saying is that these uh, individuals, and not only in that gang, the Latin Kings, but many other gangs, say they believe in God, but yet, they do things contrary to what God commands. Um, this is uh, Psalms 10 and 4. So if you if you were in a gang and you say you believe in God, you have to acknowledge the Most High. 
That's why I'm reading this, because your works, the things you're doing is the works of somebody that's wicked. Now, if you believe in God and Christ, you're supposed to be doing things that pertain to righteousness. That's that's where you're on the wrong track. If you believe in God, you're not supposed to be operating in wickedness. One, Psalms 1, I mean, excuse me, Psalms chapter 10, verse 4. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. So... God is not in the thoughts of a wicked person, but in the thoughts of somebody that's dealing with God, he's supposed to be in all your thoughts. Every action you take, you're supposed to think on the scriptures. I'm going to read a scripture that backs that up, but I want to go down to verse 6, then I'm going to back that up. Jump to 6 or through 6? Go all the way down to 6. Psalms 10 and 5. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. See, check that out. His ways are always grievous. I mean, the things he's doing, the most I don't like uh, us going out, killing one another, us going out, cutting people, stabbing people, mm-hmm. selling drugs to people. Mm-hmm. Those are grievous things to the Holy Spirit. You know, they're grievous things to men. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgment are above out of his sight. I mean, what the scriptures say, how are we supposed to deal if we have a disagreement with somebody? The, the Most High has a judgment on that. If you and a brother disagree, the Most High's judgment ain't going to get a knife. Exactly. <laughs> the Most High's judgment tells you in Leviticus 19, 17, mm-hmm. you know, thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor, not suffer sin upon him. I mean, you're supposed to go talk to that brother and, and uh, come to a resolve, to resolve that in a peaceful manner. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Most High instruct us on how we're supposed to deal with one another. But these gangs, they say they believe in God. Some of them, some of them right out don't know God. So they they claim they don't believe it. Like that one member said, he don't believe in God. But the thing is, even with King Rakar saying that they they did an oath with, with the Most High God, King of all kings. Regardless, I don't care what kind of oath they did, because we got a lot of people in Christianity that that, that say they believe in God and believe in the Lord. But their works is far from what the Most High is telling them to do. Exactly. That's why these people are being adopted to this foolishness. This is nothing but uh, but a bunch of foolishness. There are a lot of grown men and grown so-called grown men and so-called grown women because they're they're really of age as far as age is concerned, but their mind is still immature and they don't understand what it is to know God. So they're following this this foolishness that they see around them. And they're, all they're doing is, is like learn behavior. They're just copying what they see. Yeah. You know? They never learn, you know? Even mm-hmm. so, like some of them said, I didn't have a father, so the game became my father. Exactly. There's two great errors there. One error is the father's not playing the role he's supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. You know, so he he's in ignorance. Yeah. And he's not learning. You know, the, if you're in the game, the game should be... If, if there's a, a, a group that say they believe in God, they're supposed to be teaching you the scriptures and how to follow God. Mm-hmm. So if they're not teaching you how to follow God or how to be righteous, then they're not the ones you need to follow. Because they bring you, they they are leading you right into the pits of hell. Exactly. You know, that's, just, that's exactly what they're doing. So whether they say they believe in God or not, they're leading you into the pits of hell. Mm-hmm. So this is Psalms chapter 10, verse 6. Now read, read um, verse 5 again. Yeah, the last part of right. Psalms 10 and 5. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. See, as for his enemies, he puffed at them. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're all looking at each other. You know, this gang, uh, you got one here talking about he Latin king, another one, I'm the blood, another one, I'm the crib. And they <laughs> puffing at each other. I mean, they they looking at each other like, 
they're better than one another, but they're all in madness. Exactly. What you puffing up for? What you acting like you, you proud? You ain't got nothing to be proud about. Killing one another ain't nothing to be proud about. No, not at all. Because you're able to go get a battle, go get a gun, and resolve your situation. That's nothing to be proud about. Mm-hmm. What you puffing up for? Mm-hmm. All right, you know? Verse 6, he, he hath said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. See, check that out. Check that out. I should never be in adversity, but though you are going to be in adversity. Mm-hmm. You know, we read the stories about them guys. They, they, if they're not killed by another gang, they're killing one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely, I can, you're, and you're right about that because there really is no peace. It doesn't matter. You know, these gangs make a peace treaty with whoever they make a peace treaty with. There's always going to be somebody out there who's going to break that peace treaty. And you know that the scripture states in the book of Isaiah, you know, chapter 48, verse 22, it reads as so. It says, there is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. So if you're out there, you know, walking, thinking that you're walking in righteousness, being in a gang, you're not righteous, you're not living in peace, you're being wicked. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot on the scripture too, man. What do you want to do? Read verse seven or not? Keep going, but hold on. Let me before we go on to that. I'm gonna jump and read something out of Proverbs. And I'm gonna give it to you. And then this is Proverbs three because I say you're supposed to be. If you say you are, uh, you believe in the Most High, and you're in the game, what you supposed to be doing? This is what you're supposed to be following the word of the Most High. Exactly. Proverbs three and five says, "Trust in the Lord with all thy heart." And lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct direct thy path. So these gangs, they say they believe in God, they say they believe in Christ, then what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to be dealing with what the most high say when it comes to dealing with issues in your life. You're not supposed to go grab a gun, because the most high didn't say go grab a gun. Mm-mm. You ain't supposed to go grab a knife. The most high didn't say go grab a knife. So you lean into your own understanding. You're leaning into your own understanding, puffing up at your enemies. That's your own. That's the ways of the wicked. We just read in Psalms the ways of the wicked. That's how the wicked operate. A man that's not dealing with God. Mm-hmm. The righteous don't operate like that. We'll go back uh, in that. Yeah. A more uh, uh, Proverbs three verse one. Might as well read that too. Proverbs three verse one says, "My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments." For the length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Check that out. Now, if you really check that out, it's real funny because are they having long life, brother, in no, the game? They know they're not. They, they Absolutely not. Fully resolved within themselves that they're not going to live long and they're comfortable with that. Their life expectancy is probably 21, 22 in them streets, man. They just a child, man, running out there, running around. They already know they ain't gonna live long. It says right here, for the length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So if you keep the commandments of the Most High, you're gonna have long life, but not just long life. You're gonna have peace in your long life. Exactly. You ain't gotta worry about because you're wearing a red flag or a yellow flag that you beefing. But even in today's time, they don't really, you know, outright wear these rags anymore. You understand? So secretly. They are in these gangs, and yet they still commit violence. But yet, and still, you still have peace. You're still going to have harmony if you learn what the Most High says. And don't look up to your gang members as your God. You understand? And a lot of people are so gullible and naive that, 
You can give a vow and use God's name, and that's going to cover something, like you're actually following God because you're using his so-called name. I'm following the God of heaven and earth, king of all kings. You understand? But yet, your king of all kings, you know, the people that you're following, is killing people, stabbing people, selling drugs, beating on women. You understand? So how can you honor that as a as the, the, the savior and the most high God the creator? How can you honor that? And you, you know what's funny too? We got we got camera car here and you've been in the game and now you repented from the game. Has your life increased in peace? Well absolutely, my brother. I mean I mean the, the total change I wish that I would have known about this, you know, about the most high that I would have, you know, been focused on that many years ago, because I would have made that change many years ago if I would have been aware of it. But, you know, the blessings came when the Most High saw it was needed and, you know, in his time. And that occurred four years ago, and um, I was blessed, you know, that uh, I was able to use uh, the television as a method to start finding my way towards the Most High by uh, studying independently with various uh, Israelite groups which really weren't teaching the truth, but at least it was a start to something. And uh, the Most High gave me the blessing of having found the body of Christ's church through the television where I was able to communicate, leave a message, and the brothers got back to me, and it's, it's been a blessing to this day because all I've learned about is um, repentance, which is the main aspect of, of it all, repentance. And it's going back to the Bible and finding out what God wants from you. Hey, brother, we're going to take a, take a break because we're running out of time. We're going to take a break real quick, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to dive into some scriptures real quick. So stay tuned. We're going we're gonna to take our break. From the Body of Christ Church, welcome you to listen to our show. Are you smarter than your pastor? Airing every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. In these difficult times, we often look to spiritual leaders for guidance and instruction in our lives. As Christians, followers of Christ, should these leaders speak from their mind or from what is written based on the Word of God? This show will examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's word and doing his will. 1 Peter 4 verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion 
forever and ever. Amen. We hope you tune in and listen to our show. Thank you. Chicago gang members are expanding their drug businesses and recruiting younger children 
kids from ages 10 to 13. So they tend to use them as their drug couriers, as their weapons couriers, and now a lot more um, predominantly as their shooters. So. What these children see on the way home from school, they see all these gang members hanging at the corner, and they see the glorified life that they live with a fancy car to go change and hanging around the corner. Marcio Rodriguez was a drug courier for a Chicago Day. He got out, got married, and now teaches kids these Sundays to stay away from gangs. And he helps parents recognize the signs. Know who your children friends are. Know where your children are going. Know who they associate with. Those are the key factors. These shirts were confiscated in gang arrests. Rodriguez says athletic apparel often reflects gang membership. Their wardrobe changes just their one color. All right. We play that clip. We're running short for time. We play that clip just to let the people know that. A lot of people might look at gang members and selling drugs or just in the inner cities, but some people know now it's touching other areas like the suburbs and it's hitting other people too as far as the rich. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Um, you know what I mean? Um, what kind of rank you have in this world, you know, someone in your family or neighborhood is, is doing some kind of drugs or you're finding gang banging going on or some kind of form of, of crime in your neighborhood <laughs> so now it's affecting the whole world no matter where you are so lord's will we're going to bring out some scriptures to, to show the people out here that according to scriptures what these people are bringing out is already in the scriptures and there's a remedy and we got to come out with the scriptures and show us what the remedy is but it's funny how these people are talking about pistols they're talking about drugs they're talking about these young, they're recruiting these young kids because they can't really go to jail at a young age like that. They get a slap on the wrist if they're hustling or, if they're, you know what I mean, if they get caught with these drugs. So they're using these people, these young kids, to hold their packs, you know, so they can run around and get these sales and get this money. So, so our children are being used for this purpose, but at the same time, the children are being glorified and captivated and enticed by this way of living. And this is how they're being drawn in in their, in, in their neighborhoods because they feel famous. They feel like a hood celebrity. You understand what I'm saying? All the pimps, all the players, all the hustlers. So they glorify this, and this is a very, very sad case, brother. Some neighborhoods are so infested with, with, uh, with gangs that, you know, a child might feel like he's a punk or something. Mm-hmm. Or he might feel left out, you know, that peer pressure thing if he's not involved with these criminals. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, when you're looking at the, at the suburb, you know, you have your kids out there. You don't think that <laughs> that that's going to be a problem. Exactly. But it is a problem. That's why we really have to take time and apply these scriptures and, and teach our children the scriptures because uh, they have to learn. The scriptures tell us, man, teach a child the way he should go when he is young and when he is old, he shall not depart from it. Mm-hmm. So we, we really have to be grooming them. In the words of the Most High, from a very young age, and we have to, we have to be parents. We have to take our children and spend time with them. We can't mm-hmm. let the we can't let the streets raise them, because uh, I was re- I was looking at this uh um what was that I was looking at this report man where this uh this kid matter of fact it was um it was first forty eight this kid was uh this kid was about how old was this kid man he was like fourteen and he was hanging out with this other kid who was eighteen and hanging in a drug house selling drugs mm-hmm. and the, this guy came into the house to do a robbery and he shot and killed both of the kids and when uh, the police went to tell the father the father was crying and he was sad but you know his kid is fourteen and he's hanging out in the drug house all day long 
Why? Why is your kid hanging out in the drug house all day long? He was always there because they had another young girl that was there, and she was telling the story about you know who they were and everything, and she had just left because the two boys were arguing. She left, and then she came back. They both was dead, and and you know, but why is your kid all day at the drug house? You're supposed to spend time with him, and you home. Why you why you ain't spending time talking to your kids, bringing them up? Teaching them about you know what how how he's supposed to live righteously. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it won't happen. You know he won't be out there doing things, yeah, but yeah. he's supposed to make that effort to teach him mm-hmm. and show him the wickedness of this world and the wickedness of being in the gang and and uh, wickedness of dealing with drugs. No doubt. Um, I wanted to hit a couple more points about on the scripture real quick. Then I'm gonna give it give it back to this brother that we We was reading um. Psalms 10 and 4 because there was members of certain gangs or people in certain gangs for the first point we're talking about Latin kings that they, you know a lot of 95% of them were Roman Catholics and things of that nature so we was reading the scripture where it talks about Psalms uh, 10 and 4 read that for me real quick um, Psalms chapter 10 verse 4 the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God God is not in all his thoughts. So the, the discussion here in the scripture is talking about the wicked, right? Mm-hmm. Now jump down to verse... Uh, Nine? No, eight. Seven. Oh, seven. Uh, Psalms chapter 10, verse seven. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. So under his tongue, I mean, what, what he's talking about is mischief and vanity, things that are vain. That's what the wicked does. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things we're reading about earlier is what the wicked does. So if you're a man that believes God, you're not supposed to be doing the things the wicked does. You're supposed to be doing the things the righteous do. Exactly. You know, your tongue is full of mischief. I mean, you, you're talking about going to kill. you you lying on people. You're talking about, you're worrying about money and riches and, and, and things of this world. That's vanity. Mm-hmm. All right, you know? He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places do he murder the innocent. His eyes are privily set against the poor. So the wicked is doing that. The wicked is murdering people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Gangs are doing the same. They they hiding out in certain places, mm-hmm. waiting for certain individuals, killing them. That's what the wicked do. Exactly. How are you going to talk about you believe in God and you'll follow God and you're doing the things that the wicked do? Exactly. That means you need to repent. Mm-hmm. Right, you know? He lieth and waits secretly as a lion in his den. He lieth and waits to catch the poor. He do catch the poor when he draweth him into his neck. Alright, um fact, jump down to verse eleven. He he hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face. He will never see it. So that's the thing. A lot of them feel that they can go and pray to the preacher and just ask forgiveness and God is gonna forget. Mm-hmm. Or that God is not around. Or I don't believe in God. Well God is gonna call all these things in remembrance. Because you're breaking God's law. It's clearly written in the commandments, thou shalt not murder. And that's what you're doing. And many more sins you commit. Many more. Yeah, give me Proverbs chapter 1 real quick, just to add to what you're saying. Um, because this is a, a heavy topic to go into because a lot of our people, when you see our neighborhoods, is falling right into this. And we can see that all of our families, we have some family member or two that's involved in the streets, yeah. involved in a drug game, involved in gang banging, involved in murders and violence. All right? This is Proverbs chapter 1. Start at verse 10, brother. Verse 10? Yep, Proverbs 1, verse 10. Oh, this is it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My son, if sin is enticed thee, consent thou not. 
If they say, come with us, let us lay, lay wait for blood. Let us salute privately for the innocent without cause. Just coming off the same scripture you just read, because these gangs, that's what they're saying. They're enticing these, these um, young kids, and they're telling them, yo, come hang out with us. This is what we're about to do. We're about to go have some fun. And you're like, word, um, you know, what y'all doing? He said, yo, just come on with us. Don't worry about it, man. We're about to get this money. You know what I mean? We're about to hang out. And 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 we're gonna we're gonna go do what we do. We on the street. We're gonna go start some trouble, whatever. This is what a lot of people do out here in these streets, man. Reverse uh, eleven one more time. In fact, I'm gonna read ten one more time. Yeah, go ahead. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent cons- consent thou not. Because sinners is what? What is a sinner? Somebody that's doing wickedness. That's not keeping the laws of God. Yeah, because you'll find the scriptures that, that sinning is, is someone that's transgressing against the laws of the Most High God. Exactly. That's a sin. So we'll find out what that is. That's murder. That's violence. That's doing these things that these drug dealers are doing, selling drugs, pimping, hoeing, whatever. All this, all this is sinning. So if you got a group of people coming to you trying to entice you with what they're doing, you're not supposed to be down with them. You're not supposed to go with them. Especially if you know it's wicked. Mm-hmm. It's against the laws of God. So read verse 11. If they say, come with us. So come with us. Read on. Let us, wait, let us lay wait for blood. Let us look privately for the innocent without cause. Yeah, just like when, when Kim Rakao said, yeah, the bloods, what do they do? They initiate by hurting people, by giving a person a buck fifty across the face. Which is a razor across someone's face, cut open their face, and hope to get 150 stitches or more across their face to show, you know, that look, look what I have done. Look at the scar that you're going to have for life. That's like a reward in them. That's like something to be proud of. Yeah, that's, that's a bunch of wickedness, man. That's an innocent person. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just like they was going after the, one of the clips we played. They were going after one of the Latin kings. The blood was going after the Latin king. Mm-hmm. The guy is holding his son. Is his son guilty of any crime? Did his, did his son do anything to them? No. So now they shot, they they shoot, and they kill his son. Mm-hmm. So they just killed the innocent innocent child. Mm-hmm. In many cases, they shoot and they kill an innocent person that didn't do nothing to them, even though they're after somebody that might have did something to them. Exactly. And they're not resolving it in a righteous way, but they're resolving it in a wicked way. And innocent bystanders are getting murked for that, getting murdered for that. Reverse 12. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave. And whole as those that go down into the pit. So he's letting you know straight up, let's kill him. Yeah. Read on. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoils. Because a lot of times that's what they do. All right. They they rob you for your gold chain. They rob you for your for your diamonds. They rob you. They go in your pocket, take your money. Whatever the case may be. This is what some of these different sets and groups of people do. Yeah. All right. This is why he's saying, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. This is a warning from the Most High God. This is wisdom coming out to those that... Casting thy thy lot among us, let us all have one purse. Go ahead. My son, walk, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run run to evil, and make haste to shed blood. And that's what these groups of people do. They run. It says they run to evil and make haste to shed blood. So this is something that they enjoy doing. They quick to jump and want to do it. They quick to want to come together with a plan to fulfill 
this scripture right here. They run with haste. That means they booking. They running hard to go shed some blood. And this is what's going on in our communities. This is what's going on in the thoughts of our young children as a people. This is real dangerous, man. Like, it's like if they hanging out, drinking and smoking their drugs, and they heard that there's another uh, rival gang member outside, you'll see them jump up and run out there to, to jump up on them. Mm-hmm. So they'll run to shed blood, not knowing the man or knowing anything about him. He's just wearing the wrong colors. Exactly. He's in the wrong neighborhood, or you see him somewhere, he's by himself, he's vulnerable, and you jump, you're so quick to jump on him. Read verse 17. Surely in vain. The net is spread in the sight of any bird. So this is what we've been saying all night, brother. How they throw that net and they don't care who it lands on. And that bird is referring to the individuals. Yeah. It's talking about as 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 our brethren or our sister. And you're throwing that net anywhere. You talked about the innocent earlier by a child getting shot in the head. Okay? We talked about earlier about the bloods, how they how they get initiated in by, by cutting people in the face. Mm. They do these things. It's like a, a net. They just throw it. wherever it lands. We are gonna get him. Yeah, whoever get it, the next one that come down the street. That's who we gonna get. Reverse, uh, reverse nineteen. Or do you reverse? No, eighteen and nineteen. I'm yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. And they lay wait for their own blood. Mm-hmm. They look privately for their own lives. Right back to your own family. Yeah. And that's what we do. Black on black crime. We killing our own people on the streets. This is what we're lurking for. We're lurking to kill and throw that net on any of our own people, a person that looks just like you, you murdering. Our own nation. Mm-hmm. Read verse 19. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Because this is, this is real heavy because this is what a lot of people are getting involved in. They're greedy of gain. They're greedy not just of money, but also of rank. You know what I'm saying? They want certain positions. They want to be high up in a rank. You heard Cameron Carr earlier saying how he kept moving up in rank. Yeah. And we seen and we heard a lot of clips where, you know, people move up in rank. I know the clips were a little muffled, but we did a little research on it. And we see how they move up in rank and how they got to harm and hurt other people. And it, that's their gain in them. Yeah. The that, more blood you shed, the more more respect you get. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely among a, a group that's dealing with Satan. You get respect by by harming people. Now tell me if that's not of Satan. That's terrible, man. Go to go to Proverbs ten. You want to pull out something else before I, I move? No, you got it. All right, go to Proverbs ten real quick. I'm still here, my brother. Okay. Proverbs ten. We always read this scripture right here. Matter of fact. I want to deal with uh, this is two two different um, scriptures in verse ten. I want to deal with. Um, first, let's go to verse twenty three. We can't we can't miss this one. All right, Proverbs ten twenty three. Mm-hmm. It is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding has wisdom. So <laughs> these dudes running around here gang banging. It's a sport to them. Yeah, it's a sport to them. Selling drugs, that's all a sport. Exactly. So we, we look at, we always compare it to anything that is a sport. We got football, baseball, basketball, whatever it is that sport that you enjoy, we look at it. They, they have an audience. They have fans. You see? And to them, 
It's like they in the stadium and they got a lot of people, a lot of fans watching them. It's a sport to them. They enjoy playing. They want to be. They don't want to sit on the bench. They want to be starters. They want to get that fame, you see, and they want to have followers. They want to have groupies. They want to be famous. So it's a sport to them. To them, it's entertainment, and that's that's dangerous because it's a sport to murder your brother and sister. It's a sport to kill a two-year-old kid and shoot him in the head. It's a sport to give a brother or a sister a buck fifty across the face. This is a sport, but this is what the whole world is seduced by. They seduced by Satan, and this is a way that Satan gets to a lot of our people through emotions, and also through greed, and through rank, and through you know what I mean, having having that power of being someone famous. Mm-hmm. I want to deal with verse two of part of of dealing with drugs and selling drugs and 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 making money off of those drugs. Uh, Proverbs ten and two, read that. Treasure treasures of wickedness mm-hmm. profit nothing. But righteousness deliver from death. Yeah, so no matter how much money you obtain through selling drugs, through robbery, through whatever it is you do to obtain any kind of money that is wicked, right? Treasures of wickedness profit nothing. I don't care if you pimping. You see, I don't care if you a thief. Drug dealing, all that is rolled up in one. Any way that you make your money illegally, right? In the eyes of the Most High, and it ain't from an honest living. The Most High is telling us that profits nothing. I don't care how much money you got. But righteousness delivered from death because we understand that the righteousness we keep, those that ain't gangbanging, those that ain't pimping and hoeing, killing, you see, and stealing, those that have an honest living, we're going to make it to eternal life. We're going to obtain eternal life, brother. And and, and a better life in this world, in this present world. And we're going to have peace and live a long life. Yeah. Like the scripture says. And, and a true family. Because mm-hmm. you know, these guys think they have a family, but the same guys that they they claim to be a family, how many times, how many clips have you got about their, fa- their so-called family turn around and kill them? Wow. You know, turn around and, and kill them or kill their own kids. Like the well, the one guy we was, uh, the clip we played, he said he was being followed by, by a car, and then when he found out it was members of his own gang, he got up to salute them. They cut him and stabbed him in the heart. Exactly. So that's a family? And, and you're right about that, Hashiug, because we always had a, a saying in the Kings that said, your own worst enemy is your own brother, which was another Latin king. That's the one you know, you're with all the time, and he could lure, he could lure you into any place and kill you. That's crazy. Give me Psalms chapter um, 37. Psalms chapter 37. Read verse 1, and we're going to jump around in a couple scriptures in this chapter. So the thing is, do you want a family that 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 believes in killing? That believes in killing, and even if it comes to one another, that believes in stealing and drug dealing? Or do you want to be with a family that believes in repenting and living righteously and caring for one another and, and looking out for one another? All the things that God... And, God, the Heavenly Father, commanded us to do to one another as brothers and sisters. 37. If if that's the family you want, (laughs) then you need to repent and and come come to the family. Come be part of this family. If not, you're going to stay out there and wind up dead or in jail. Yeah, you're in the wrong family. That's why a lot of people are looking up and glorifying these streets. And and you wonder why your best friend is dying. You wonder why your uncle and your father is dead. You wonder why, 
you know, you you, you got to keep watching and looking over your back. You can't even go to a funeral. You know, they'll shoot up the funeral. They'll shoot up that. They don't respect nothing. They don't care no more. It's to the point, why would you want to live like that? But a lot of people are caught up in that lifestyle and don't know how to get out. There are some, actually, there are some people that really feel as though that there is no out. But we're gonna, Lord's will, we have a, we have a little bit of time. I'll jump to that scripture soon. But uh, Psalms chapter thirty-seven, read verse one. Psalms thirty-seven and one. Mm-hmm. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Ne- neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. You know, I had to hit that because this is what our people is glorifying. They're glorifying the position of these different so-called groups and gangs, okay, in different ranks. When they're growing growing up in these communities, they see these people with all this fame. Yeah, and they envy they envy them. Mm-hmm, they, they think they think they somebody. They think they they cool. Mm-hmm. They got money. They got women. Mm-hmm. And they look up to these things. Exactly. So the Most High God is telling us, "Don't fret not because of that. Don't be worried about what they got." Okay, you think they living righteously to you? You they think they, they you think they got something and, and they and they um living large. And having all these women and having fun, you think they doing something, but they ain't doing nothing. What they actually got is a bunch of demons on them. Mm-hmm. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of, of him who prospered in his ways. Because of the man who bringeth wicked device to pass. Yeah, because no matter what he what up with his knowledge, whether what he comes up with, what kind of plan he comes up with to make money, what kind of plan he comes up with to have a group of people to follow him, whatever it, whatever it may be, never mind his plan and don't get so enticed by what this man is doing. Wait patiently for the Lord. He's going to deliver you. He's going to teach you. He's going to bring you up out of things. He's going to provide for you. He's going to bring you where you need to be. You understand what I'm saying? Instead of you looking up to these other people and worrying about their rank and worrying about how they're living, let the Most High God teach you how to live. Jump down to verse 9. Okay. Verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. All right, so we we can't be dealing with anger and wrath because that's that's what we covered uh, last show. Yeah, exactly. Last week about anger because anger is the reason why a lot of people are committing murder. Mm, exactly. And and doing harm to each other because mm-hmm. of anger and wrath. So we got to stop stop these things. Cease. It says, uh, "Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil because those things are evil. They're wicked." All right, which verse you money? So keep going then. Keep going. Verse nine. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that will wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. So why are you worried about how much money they got, how many cars they drive, and the jewelry they rocking? Why are you worried about all that? When the Most High said we're going to inherit the earth, it can't be compared to what we're going to have and what we're going to receive if we follow his way and not our way and and the people that we look up to and glorify. Never mind that. I got a scripture to go right along with that. I'm going to get right back to y'all. This is Psalms 11. And... (laughs) 11 verse 5. The Lord tried the righteous, but the wicked in him that loveth violence his soul hated. 
So the most I hate those that love violence. Mm-hmm. You know? Upon the wicked, he shall rain snares, fire, brimstone, and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Verse seven for the righteous for for the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance do behold the upright. So the wicked are gonna get their portion, man. They're gonna be destroyed. And a lot a lot of people most of the people that you see living like that don't live long. No, nah, not at all. Yeah, they 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 live their lives are short lived with a lot of hard times. Mm-hmm. And they wind up in jail for a long time or they wind up dead. Exactly. That's that's their life story. Give me Psalms 124 real quick. Psalms 124. Yeah, I'm only gonna hit a couple. We only got we short for time. Um, but yet and still, the Most High is showing us through these scriptures that there is a way out, and that's why I'm going to this scripture. I love this scripture. This is the scripture I pulled out when we we did repentance is the key. Um, this is the scripture I pulled out. Psalms 124, verse 6. Psalms 124 and 6. Yeah. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prayer to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Yeah, so it's letting us know here in verse 7, our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. And the fowler is that is that trap is that snare that traps the bird, and the bird is trying to escape out of that trap, and he can't. So he's flapping his wings, he's trying to escape, but he can't get out, right? So the next part said the snare is broken, and we are escaped because the only way that snare is going to be broken when we're involved in just like the brother Cameron Kyle, he was that fowler, he was that bird trapped in that fowler. Yeah. But how did Cameron Kyle escape, brother? It was through the Most High God. He learned the ways of the Most High, and he escaped the drug life. It can be done because we have the brother here to prove it, that he escaped the drug life. He escaped the gang life. He escaped the violence and all that. How? Through the word of God. That's the only way he escaped. So read that one more time, verse 7. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. And by the way, that fowler is going into Satan. He is that trap. He is that snare. So Satan is the one that had camera camera cars stuck in that lifestyle. You got a lot of young men stuck in that lifestyle, whether mm-hmm. it be gangs, drugs, whatever. You know, whatever you're stuck in, there is a way out. Exactly. So read on. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Read. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Verse eight. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. So that is our help. A lot of people are screaming they need help in our communities. Mm-hmm. They need help. They need people to come out and help us. We need to come up with a solution. They're looking at the politicians for help. Yeah, but we know the Most High God said his word in the Most High God is the only way and the only way only for us to escape. Um, we're, ve- we're very short for time. Cam, you got any closing um, words? Oh, absolutely, my brother. I just wanted to close out with one last scripture, and then I'll, I'll leave it to you. And it's in uh, the book of Romans, chapter 12. And this is something that, that's been a blessing to me, because now I have no enemies, my brother. And it's in uh, the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 18. And it says, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. I'm going to jump down to verse 20. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger... Feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. 
For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but, come, but overcome evil with good. Mm. All praise. Right, I got a um, I got a scripture I like to share too in closing. Right. It's gonna be quick. Um, First Peter the third chapter. First Peter's chapter three. Um, start at verse eight. First Peter's chapter three, verse eight. Finally, finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. And that's that was the, the the way we're supposed to deal with each other from the beginning. The Most High told us how to deal. And you look at being pitiful. That that that's going into us having compassion and tenderhearted towards one another. You know. And uh, read on. Go ahead. Read on. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrawise blessing. Nothing knowing that ye are thereunto called that ye should inherit a blessing. So that's what the Most High is calling us into. That's why he's calling us into repentance, so we can deal with one another in a righteous manner. You know, when you look at the scriptures, man, you look at how, uh, like, the relationship John and Christ had. That's that's a beautiful relationship, man. I know when I first came to the gospel and I read uh, Deuteronomy 28, uh, 54, where it talks about uh, the, the tender and delicate man among you, mm-hmm. his eyes shall be evil towards his brother. You know, you look at that scripture, you're like a tender, delicate man. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> those brothers was warriors, you know what I'm saying? When you read the scripture, those brothers was warriors, but when it came to dealing with each other, they had love and compassion towards one another. They didn't have all this hatred and anger. And that's that's what it seems like a lot of these young boys now look at to, man. They look up to being angry. They look up to having hatred in their hearts. You know, they look up to being a thug, a thug life. Yeah, I know. What the heck is that, man? Instead of having compassion and love towards one another, they have hatred and anger and got a grudge against one another. They think that's being hardcore and that's being, you know what I mean? It's being gangster like. Yeah. Read on 11 and 12. All right. Um, so jump down to 11. First Peter chapter 3, verse 11. Just read it on down. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10. For he that will love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him excuse evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to the prayer. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Go ahead. Yeah, we're supposed to go after peace. We're supposed to, to seek peace and away from evil and evil is all the things that we read about about having that hatred that that anger wanting mm-hmm. to do evil to your brother and, and to your sisters we, we're not supposed to be dealing with that type of spirit exactly I want to pull out this last scripture myself Colossians the book of Colossians uh, chapter 1 Colossians chapter 1 I'm going to end it with this Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 alright Colossians 1 and 12 uh huh Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So this is this is saying a lot, brother, because a lot of us has been been delivered from darkness. Mm-hmm. And we understand what darkness is and it's going into the spiritual places, spiritual and, and wicked places, which is talking about what? Higher places than we can see Talking about spirits Talking about the devil 
So we understand we escape fornication. We escape murder. We escape gang banging and violence and all these things through the most high God. So it says, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So through his son, Jesus Christ is the only way we're going we gonna to come from darkness to light. And with that, we, 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 we say shalom. All right, shalom, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And may the most high in Christ bless you and increase the fruits of your righteousness. to connect with us today.